910, some more uh, house house items that we have to deal with cause, because we are fathers, we are husbands, and, and it's our lot in life to take care of the outside of the house typically. That's typically our jobs, including taking out the trash. Yeah. I have work to do this afternoon. Mm, good for you. Should be a nice day. It should be a nice day. I like getting dirty. I like getting all muddy <laughs> between, the, between the fingers and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Just I don't know. It feels it's relaxing. You posted this on your blog mm-hmm. how strokes gained T to green was way more, or strokes gr- gained. Keep going. Fairway You're to doing green. great. You know who the oldest player in the NFL is right now? Is it a specialty player? Yeah, I was going to say, would it it be the Cowboys long snapper? No, he's actually not that old. Hmm. It's Sebastian Janikowski. Is he still playing? Allegedly. Who's a year older than Tom Brady. Wow. Wow. And he would be the next oldest. Interesting. Yeah, so over 40, right? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, wait a minute. No. (laughs) Janikowski retired. Yeah. So, yeah. Vinatieri's still playing, I think, in uh, Indianapolis. It is Vinatieri. I'm looking at an old email. I looked it up, and it was wrong. That will so be on next week's open. Because that was my biggest fear is to have some sort of geezer. Geyser. Mm-hmm. Geyser. Geyser. Geyser's an old guy. Geyser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is he an old guy? Uh-huh. Um, to license it. So what you guys got got? Got got. got we got got. got. <laughs> what you got got. Hey, it's straight up 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 1310-967, the ticket. And if it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, good chance this is the tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarten. We're with Avid Golfer Magazine. The brand-new issue is out. Out, I tell you. And I think you should pick this one up. It's really fun, really cool. And uh, it'll be all over the Metroplex, every uh, favorite golf course and golf retail store and other sprinkling of places around the Metroplex. So please pick one up. Eli Jordan, our new editor, does a great job on that. So uh, we are at the greatness of classic BMW today. Spring Creek Parkway and the Tollway. One of my favorite places of, of in the Metroplex to visit, to schmooze. Love these guys. Known them since, uh, gosh, in the 90s. And uh, they've been a, a great client of ours for, for a long time. <laughs> and when I was driving up today... I posted this on Twitter, at Arnett Rick. Check out the colors on some of these cars they're parading around. Yeah. Pretty cool. This, And I don't know if anybody else does it besides BMW. They have some that are kind of crazy like that, but this is these are amazing. They have a, a really cool purple. They have like a lime green or emerald green, kind I guess you cool call it. Kind of a cool maroon, too. Even yeah. darker than maroon. Mm-hmm. Saw that one coming in. I mean, they're, this is, for if you're a car... Aficionado, this is car porn. You come here and they have every possible vehicle you'd ever want. You want a you want a three row SUV, they got it in an X7. You want a car that'll blow people's doors off, get an M5 or get an M850 or get an even an M340. I re- reviewed it in last uh, issue uh, last month's magazine and one of the most fun cars I've ever driven. What about that one that's got the matte black? It looks really, really flipping can't see, fast. I can't see where it's you're looking. right over this car, I think. 
It looks fast. Well, they have an M5 competition. All right. All right. And that will go as fast as you can hang on. Now, they all kind of have governors on them these days. They have us put a limiter on them. Mm -hmm. That'd be 150, which. Can you take that off? Probably. You could do lots. (laughs) You know, one thing I realized, because I've been a longtime client of of class two. So, one thing I realized when I get on these forums, you know me, I'll dive into a forum, Mm -hmm. and you can change codes on cars. There'll be guys out there, if you want to, it's a little bit trickier with a lease because you got to turn it in the same way you got it pretty much. But let's say you buy it. You can change the codes. Uh, they just they do it all remotely, too. They hook it. They, they give you the codes. You put it on this little device. They hook it up to your computer. You can change certain things about your car if you want. Some of it's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't think it would get you in trouble either. I don't think it would get you in trouble. Like they have one bit. I have to get off on a tangent here. But in Europe, they have these these special headlights that you can have for BMW that your brights are always on. But when a car is coming the other way, the left-hand, the, the left-hand uh, light dims. It, huh. it, like, tunnels. So it never gets in the line of sight of the car, uh, the driver coming the other way. Huh. Well, in America, that's illegal. They, you can't do that. Right. But there's a lot of guys that do, huh. and it's. they said it's awesome. And they saw the videos of it, and it's really cool. And, and why the U.S. wouldn't allow that is beyond me, because the brighter the light, the better the driving, and as long as you're not blinding the person well, going the other the way, right? The problem is blinding the other person. But there isn't a problem. Well, maybe the BMW is the only one with that technology, and they don't trust the rest of the car companies. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, yeah, you come out here today, they got they got new convertibles that are out. This might be some of the best lineups I've seen in a while. The designers have done a great job. They put extra oomph in the uh, engines. It's good stuff. This is like coming to an amusement park for me. Uh, we have Kern out of your engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning. Looks missed like you last I, week. Yeah, it looks like I missed a fun one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, t- Craig was saying, you know, th- that's how many times we screw up during a show. That's if, that's if Jay back there at the station <laughs> Got them all. clips everyone. I, I, don't, I think he just takes the best ones. But... Uh, We'll revisit. Uh, Craig was up for an e-break. We'll bring that out at nine ten. Who did I lose to? He lost a Reiner. He lost a Mike. He said instead of foe, he said foo. You can go get some really good Thai foo. And and the gang just banged up, you know, ganged up on him and everything. Actually, you, your bar is so high, you have to do something really incredible. Well, we these days. we met with the ticket about next year and talking about what we're going to do for mm-hmm. next plans and stuff and it's exactly yeah yeah i'm i'm really good to fill out a field but i better break the bar yeah even they were disappointed that the the anus didn't get his top 25 in really history yeah as as everybody should be we got we got jobbed on that one back at the station we do have at the aforementioned jay king good morning to you hello gentlemen who is has anybody We've we've liked a lot of our board ops. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them have been sure. great. Has anybody done openings for us like he has? No. no. Pretty Dave, cool. Dave would throw one in there every once in a while. He'd bring a blast from the past that we'd all forget. Right. right. So he'd go back to the locker. I mean, way back. Oh, I've still so, got some of those saved, too. Oh, good. Oh, good. But I sit here with a piece of paper and a pen <laughs> and write down and mark wait, every time wait, you say something great. Wait a minute, Jay. A piece of paper, not a pad? No, not a, a pad. Wow. But we'll, work, we'll, get, there. we'll get there. <laughs> All right. We got Ryan Medellin doing tickers. T- 
today. Twice we probably need to do a segment soon on who is Jay King. Yeah, we probably should. We don't really know much about him except he does really good opens. For I think us. he likes it that way, though. He wants to be in the that. mystery. That's Ryan. Oh, that's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ryan. What's yeah, up, guys? Hey, will you pick me up that green car and I'll just Venmo you? Whew. Yeah, you might need a, another comma in your yeah, you checking have account. A spare hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. I don't know if you know this, but part-time ticker people here do very well. <laughs> yeah, he, he just bought a house on that ticker. There you, know, you go. Salary. Just don't tell anybody about your real job. <laughs> Well, good to have you on board, as always. Okay, so we'll be out here until 10 o'clock today. A lot of stuff to get to. Um, there's another knee injury. There's testing protocols that I'm really starting to get confused about, and I think the PGA Tour is trying to do the right thing, but I keep on thinking they mess it up. And then at 8.50, a very popular golf website that does a lot of golf equipment testing posted a, a picture of a Callaway Chrome softball. That looked a little funny, and it raised a big ruckus. You think? And it caused Callaway to do something pretty extraordinary. So we'll talk about that at eight fifty. At nine ten, what you got, Craig? I'm taking my wife to do something she's never done before next weekend. I'm missing the show next week. Okay. So this is your anthrax. Oh boy, you're not, you're not going to go see cats, are you? Because <laughs> that was my anthrax. Of all the things I've done with my wife, that play just is about this, put me away. Is this worse for you? Ooh. All right. And it's that Cats awesome. movie trailer. Was What's that? That Cats movie trailer was like a horror movie. No, the whole movie. The whole play sucked. They had one song I remembered and everything else. And there was a boat show right next door at a convention center in Fort Worth. It was right near what? Bass Hall. And I'm thinking I'm... Was it in Bass Hall? No, because you... No, it was, it was at... A, I'm pretty sure it was at Bass Hall in Fort Worth, but there's a there was a convention right next door to it, I think. No. I'm messing up something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, there was something a lot more enjoyable we would have rather been to, me and my brother and I. Anything? Yeah, anything. And then at 930, um, I have another health tip. I've been doing this for seven days now. And Oh, no. I'll let you know. It's oh, it's no. not the easiest thing in the world, oh, no. but I think it has really good benefits to it. And and I saw something on Thursday Night Football. It's a new bit, and I think it's really cool, and I think we can thank golf for it. New huh. piece of technology. All right. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. But first, uh, coming up, let's get to this, uh, this driving test protocol because there's a lot of consternation with it. There's a lot of conflicts about is this fair? Is it not? Are they doing the right thing? Is it just a waste of time? All about testing drivers. But before that, I have, a, I have a tr- one travel quick hit. Hmm. Okay. All that next on the ticket. Hey, I forgot to mention, if you go to idealgolfer.com, there's a twofer going right now. You can play the Territory. That's a course up in Duncan, Oklahoma. Top five rated course in Oklahoma. Awesome. And you can play unlimited golf for a day. We haven't gone up there, but lots of people tell us how great that guy is. They love it. It's two and a half hours from Dallas. Not not that bad a drive. So you check that out. Or you can play uh, Hidden Creek down in Burleson. Get a sleeve of balls and a hot dog meal for 29 bucks, including weekends. So check that out at idealgolfer.com. 8.30, we'll get into some uh, long drive stuff. I watched that on uh, Thursday. I think Thursday. Some... uh, some notes to uh, that I gleaned from that. 
And then at uh, 8.50, we'll talk about uh, a posting on Twitter that caused the golf world to come unglued for a little bit. We'll talk about that. But first, this is brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp and their one membership. Join a club, and you can play any other club for reduced rates, and you get half off food. So instead of just playing one course at a co- because you have a country club membership, you can play them all. I used it. It's awesome. Yesterday. Did you? I was in Phoenix, and I needed a place to have a meeting, so I found a nice found a Club Corp facility just to have a meeting in. All right. Beautiful. So check it out, clubcorp.com. Uh, before we get to the testing protocol and DJ's knee surgery, you have a travel bit. Yeah, so I traveled I traveled this week. I had to go to Phoenix this week, and I actually brought my clubs. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we got a buddy who moved out there, and he's dying. Hey, come play my course. Come play my course. Okay, fine. So, coming back, I didn't get back till 11.30 last night. And what's the biggest thing you dread coming back home into the DFW airport more than anything when you have your clubs? Uh, they're not going to arrive with you. They're going to go. I, I was coming in C-35, mm-hmm. and the over oversized bags, you have to go to C-14. Mm-hmm. I was like, crap, it's... 11.30 at night, got a show in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I get off the plane, and there's four guys who go to the little baggage lady and say, where are the golf clubs coming? And she goes, C-14, which is 21 gates, mm-hmm. which you got to worry about your car, worry about getting that, worry about getting your own luggage. And I don't get it. It's the only place in the world, in the flipping world, where the golf clubs go somewhere else other than bags. Hmm. But the lady said to me, as the rest of the guys start running running in a huff because right. they didn't have any other baggage, well, you know, sometimes they've started to put them out on the carousel. Hmm. Now, know. why would they do that? Why would they change it? It makes sense to me, but no why idea. wouldn't they do that all the time? <clears throat> so the three guys start in a huff complaining about <laughs> about the world sure. because they've got to walk 20 gates. <laughs> and I'm waiting for my other little bag, and as soon as my other little bag comes down... Here come my golf clubs. Nice. Yeah. And then here come their golf clubs. And they're running away from it. And I thought about being the right guy. And, I said, screw it. But, you know, he was bragging about how he was at Monterey all week and played. Oh, so there was jealousy there. And so, so I said, screw you him. know what? He can figure it out himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But, you know, how about that? Yes. It's so the it one... shows you can do it. Yes. And that's the greatness. Because otherwise, if you were going to say you lost your clubs again or they lost them, I'd have said, man, I think next time I go on a, a golf trip, I might just ship stick it. No, I, and, and there's so many pros in town who, you know, travel out of that right. airport and everything else. I, it's got to drive them nuts. That when they, It's a long night, a long trip, whatever, and they're coming home. And it's the only airport in the world that I know does that. That's weird. So maybe they're yeah. making change of uh, yeah. change of heart. Good for them. So, yeah. Good for them and good for us golfers. Yes. Because I would, I would do the chip sticks or something similar to that just because I've heard too many horror stories. Either that or you just rent clubs when you get there. Because some of the rental clubs aren't bad, although you're left-handed, so yeah. you might be a little diminished on that. Yep. All right, very cool. Good job, DFW Airport. All right, so DJ, so this was, everybody was wondering what was up with him this year. Didn't have a great year. He uh, finished runner-up in the first two majors. Believe yeah, it or not. He did, he had an okay year this year. He still ranked three in the world, but the last eight. quarter of the year was rough. Last eight 
events, he did not have a top 15 finish. And Which that's is a, very unique for him. Yeah, and last month he finished last at the Tour Championship. Yeah. So that's what made him slip down to number three. So come to find out, he needed surgery on his right knee. Same one he had back in 2011. So I've only had surgery on my left knee. I don't know how a right knee for a right-handed golfer, how that affects you. I don't know. I know when you're when you're coming through the ball, and that's why Tiger's left knee is, is a mess because your knee kind of locks and you're mm-hmm. getting all that torque on it and so uh, I think when you're in pain, you're in pain. You can't perform to your best. That could be. Period. That could be. So we expect good things from him. He, he's an interesting guy. Is you he going to be ready by when? He said it, by the fall. It so is the late, fall. Well, late in, fall. In a week. Late fall. You know, maybe he'll play. He won't play next week, but he might play. If it's simple cartilage, back in the day, I mean, you can see I'm wearing shorts today. I, I have a state-of-the-art scar from 1974, the day before Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. Really? That's how I remember it, yeah. In 1974, I was still in diapers. He says you're not now. Good point. <laughs> you know, remember, it's full circle. We're going to be looking at that sooner or later, I'd right? I'd just say not yet. Yeah. But uh, that was the first time they didn't do the cross-stitching. They just did one pull. Really? Yeah. But it's this scar is half my like knee. Four inches? Yeah. So nowadays you know when we had our shoulder surgery we just got these tiny little holes in our shoulder yeah. so this is this would be like major constructive reconstructive surgery or maybe a knee replacement yeah but that was simple cartilage back in the day so it's, it's so how far uh, medicine is uh, is progressed so I guess they'll still be on the president's Cup team probably probably he's an interesting guy to, to has anybody for. ever missed a Ryder Cup or a president's Cup? Because, because of any reason. Did, I'm trying to remember. I'm did sure Marco Mira? No, Marco Mira bitched about the about the money he had to pay yeah. his caddy. He yeah. played. I think. Do I don't think anybody has. I think that would be some pretty bad peer pressure. Now, who was the guy that uh, was uh, Vaughn? Was it Vaughn or Taylor, the guy that uh, didn't want to play a match because he was tired? No, somebody else. It was. Um, I have to go back and look. Somebody can tweet us at or not Rick at Abbott. Yeah. But remember, that was a big. Dis- he's disappeared. Or was it Chris Riley? Chris Riley. Yeah. Yes. And that. So when it comes to team events, you got to put away your selfish pants. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta do what everybody else is doing. So I can't imagine somebody saying, you know, unless I unless my wife's giving birth or whatever's going I on. I would think somebody's missed one for that. Hmm. I would bet somebody's missed one. I don't one for I can't that. remember. That doesn't, yeah. doesn't somebody will let us reach know. my they consciousness. Can, they can tweet us. All right, real quick. So they came up with this new uh driver testing because back at the British Open they did it unannounced. And Xander Shoffley was caught with a non-conforming driver, unbeknownst to him. He didn't know, you know. And so, but the bad thing was they outed him. Somebody outed him. Yep. And you know how it is. Okay, so when you're talking about a team sport where you're trying to be the, the good the good teammate and everything, well, when it's individual, now you're worried about your own, um, I don't know, the perception people have about you. Right. And that's paramount on a golf tour. Yes. If they consider you a cheater, you're screwed. Yep. Mark McCumber, even Gary Player. Billy Mayfair. Billy Mayfair, Billy Playfair. Um, so it, 
VJ probably the worst, yeah. right? Yeah, and so when when this gets all splashed, especially with the internet and everything, all of a sudden you're you're guilty till proven innocent. So the turf says, okay, we're going to change things up just a little bit. We're going to start at the Greenbrier, and we're going to randomly pick clubs, and we're going to test them. And uh, and the problem is this. I think every club manufacturer is now on alert, at least for their pros. When They, they, they better all have some kind of a testing device before they hand a new – because you go to a range, right? It's it's the toy store for the pros. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to try that club. I want to try that shaft. I want to and the, and the caddy will run over to the truck, come back, give him the clubs. He'll hit it once or twice and goes, I like it or I don't like it or whatever. But they don't know if it's conforming. Mm-hmm. They trust the manufacturer. <coughs> they trust the equipment right. guys, right? But what gets compromised is the more you hit, the more compromised that club face becomes. Art Sounds are always told us. You're going to hit your driver the farthest right before it cracks. Yeah. The face cracks. Yep. So all the clubs are going to have serial numbers so that they'll know what's going on. They'll be... Do list- they not have them now? I don't think so. I thought they were like on the... What's I, that piece? The hosel? Hosel? I'll yeah. have to look because I'm not sure. That's that's a good question. Uh, and they'll come back with the colors. That's an expense. That's a real expense for the, for the manufacturers if that's true. I don't true. know. Cars have it. Cars have VIN numbers. Yeah. So here's the deal. If you don't want to be a manufacturer that's caught with maybe a hotter club than you're allowed, you don't want that. You don't want that image. Yeah. So do it. Just It's the cost of business, right? Mm-hmm. Cost of business. So they're going to start it at the Greenbrier, and they'll let people know. They'll give them green cards, yellow cards, red cards. Like yellow is you're getting close but you're still under the guidelines, which is actually it's actually pretty good. The red ones, you've got to throw it away, and then they got to announce to everybody what's going on. And so I'm, and they're going to have a rep. So every time they do one of these, they have reps at all, all the tournaments anyway, right? So when they know that a certain manufacturer is going to be tested, they'll, be, they'll have a, a company rep there to handle all the facilit- you know, facilitation and everything. <clears throat> I don't know. I I think once they start testing, it's not going to be that big a deal. I think some guys are still kind of nervous because I, from what I've been told, there's guys on tour that are, that swear that other guys' equipment is hot, their driver is too hot. But what are you going to tell them? Right. You know. So in some respects, this is a good thing. I wonder if somebody. I wonder if somebody starts to hit one of the pros. Hey, I'm getting an extra twenty yards on this driver. It's just awesome. And everybody starts saying, yeah, it's probably hot. Yeah, it's probably hot. I wonder if he goes and just gets it tested. I would. I think I would. Would you? Yeah, because it's always going to be in the back of your head. Okay, so. Are they going to test me? Until and right be, now, they just started testing. Uh-huh. So before that, if you were getting it and you got it tested and you said, yep, it's a lot of range, what do you do? <clears throat> it's, it's in the range? It's a little out of range. A little out of range. Then there's no such thing as a little out. You're either out or you're in. Mm-hmm. So you got to get rid of it. Now, all right. So, do you think for a tour that guys are making millions and millions of dollars and twenty yards extra on a off a tee shot, two clubs is two clubs and very, very dramatically different than what you're doing. And mm-hmm. somebody knew that their driver was a little out of range. Uh-huh. You think they're taking it out? Well, anybody I mean, I that's taking a lot any, of people, but anybody that's taking PEDs, do you think they're going to come clean? 
Mm-hmm. They're going to wait till they're caught and say, oops, sorry. Now, the reason the serial numbers are important is because they test you before your round, before your tournament. So if somebody comes, so, you know, the old bait and switch, these pros do this all the time. Yeah. And so I think they're going to have to check each round before each round to make sure that that serial number is the same. Yeah. So makes sense. I mean, it's <clears throat> the tour is trying to do the right thing. And too bad Shoffley was had to be the uh, poster boy for that. But sometimes you have to be publicly shamed, meaning the tour right. as well, to do it. So it'll just be another bit. I, I'm still amazed it's it's the only club that they test. Um, they call it constitution of time. Actually, it's 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 how long the ball sticks to that club face. That's what they're calling it, and it can be a hundredth of a a one hundredth of a second. It's outside of my range of competency. Right. Even interest But you're not a scientist. Le- interest in learning. Well, I mean, you know, we're in the golf biz. you got at least got to have a cursory idea of what's going on. So that's what it is. You know, they always call it the coefficient of restitution. Right. It's it's the time bit. So, but it's, uh, it's, it's such t- minute. But a minute when you're swinging 120 miles an hour makes a difference. So too. I went out and played golf with Art Salinger a few months ago. I know we're late, but. Yep. And. I'm cracking my three wood. Uh-huh. And he looks at me and goes, well, yeah, because they don't regulate three I know. Woods. I bet your three was hot as a pistol. I was who'd just telling you, get, you that. Who'd you get it from? Uh-huh. And I said, well, I got it from the rep. He goes, yeah, I bet that's hot as a pistol. Hey, I had a Tour Edge three wood. That was the hottest thing I've ever hit in my life, and I broke it. But I was hitting it as far as my driver. When'd you get a new one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I don't know. This guy runs my company. I know. What can I tell you? Seriously. Ideal golfer in Texas is run by that guy right there. I know. Maybe I'll get around to it. Sigh. But it is interesting why that so – that's why um, that's why a, uh, Henrik Stenson hits three-wood off the tee a lot. Mm-hmm. He can hit as far as the driver. So, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. All right. It's uh, 8.30 late, and we are at Classic BMW Spring Creek Parkway in the Tollway. That was brought to you by Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com. You get their Players Prime program. You get discounts on all their courses in town. You get unlimited range balls, which is sweet music to me. And you get a free Crush Burger. So check it out, ArcusGolf.com. All right. There were some big hits on Thursday up north. Some pretty interesting stuff that I would get to as far as the long drive contest. Because guys and girls dig the long ball. Next on the ticket. All right. T-Box out at... Classic BMW today. The doors are open. The service bays are open. The coffee is great. The cars are mouth-watering. I mean, they're they have some sweet rides. The lightest I've ever seen it in here in the service pay. If you need to go get something done to it, it's car washed. They do good car wash out here too. Yeah, check it out. And they have the M, the brand new M340i, which is directly (laughs) behind me in a mineral gray. One of the most fun cars I reviewed. I really had a good time. How much is that, that car? Uh, you know, if you get it pretty well loaded, it's uh, about 65 66 that one. Yeah. You could lease, lease it for how much? Oh. You can lease any car for three ninety nine a month, depending yeah, on what you put down. down. Uh, I don't know. You so might... three ninety nine a month. We'll tell you how much you need to put down. <laughs> <if you're coming laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot. But uh, that's good stuff out here, and they have great maintenance, and they have they have... Free maintenance. It's, it's just so good. A Class BMW, Spring Creek Park in the Tollway, and also PGA Tour Superstores. 
All right, 8.50, we'll get into, it, should we worry about certain types of testing? Because something was brought out of post on the Internet that caused quite a rancor, quite a stir on. A rancor. Rancor, yes. Some, uh, yeah, some debate, some fighting words at 8.50. And then 9.10, Craig's going to tell us where he's going next week. And I'm like, I can't tell if he's happy or beaten down already. I'm happy. All right. <clears throat> you wouldn't be. Okay. Uh, but first, on Thursday, I got home kind of late, walked the dog, had some food, and then I decided, oh, yeah, the long drive is on. And I'm kind of a sucker for that. I kind of like watch. I like watching the swings because they're, they're ridiculous, some of them, and just the incredible feats of uh, strength some of these guys have. Now, the grid, I think, is 60 yards wide. Now, 60 yards is pretty wide if you're running a golf course. Mm -hmm. If you're swinging as hard as you can, and if you don't hit it right on the screws, it's not very wide. And if you watch these guys, the best thing that ever happened to the long drive contest was Pro Tracer. Yeah. Because otherwise, you you really had no idea where it was going, and the only thing you could do is look at the body language of the golfer. I'll give you a second one. Hmm? Was was putting every, every guy on the clock, or every player on the clock. That and TrackMan. Those yeah. two things. Because mm-hmm. it used to take forever. Now that they got a time to hit their eight shots. Right. At least, yeah. So I have a – so I'm watching this, and I'm watching them go through the quarters. And, the, and the, you know, the uh, guy named Chloe won the women's division 347 yards. I mean, wow. A guy named Chloe won the – No, I don't think so. She's kind of cute. That's what you said, though. Did I say a guy? There's a guy named Chloe won Did the I? women's decision, well. division. Okay, she hits like a guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the open next week. Okay, so. My pen was already writing. Thank you. You know, thank it's you. so funny. We don't even care about Friday mornings anymore. It's no, not our open. It's ours. <laughs> um, so she wins that 347 yards, and then the the big guys get up there. And the guy I was interested in this is Kyle Berkshire. He's 22 years old. And he uh, actually was offered a to play golf at North Texas. He's from here, right? Yeah, I think so. I think his dad. Maryland. He's from Maryland. Is he from Maryland, Eli? Who who said that? Yes, Eli. Because Eli Eli did the did the whole write up on him and everything. Yeah. So since you're there, Eli, you can help help. Hi, Eli. What's up? So he gets up there and he has a very interesting technique. He kind of rocks, goes back and forth on his on his feet, and then finally he just rears back and matches. He's got a really good golf. All right, so. Before you get going, so Eli Eli went up there for two uh-huh. days to yeah. watch this thing because we're going to do a story on it for next month. Yep. So how <laughs> different was it in person than it when it was watching it on TV? You know, I, I've been relatively interested in this for years, and I, Rick, I'm the same way as you. Like, I'm kind of sucker a sucker for this because I enjoy yep. watching these guys hit it so far. But I truly had, A, no concept of how narrow the grid is when they're actually trying to hit it. I just always assumed it was like 100 yards wide because they don't want people hitting them off the grid. Well, isn't it about 60 yards I, wide? I think it's 50 yards wide, I 50 think. Or 60. That's still pretty generous for a, for a normal fairway. Boy, I tell you what, though. If you get up there and look at it, as hard as they're swinging, it's, yep. it's not as wide as it looks on TV. You would you, think, uh, you'd think these guys would never miss it. But it's it's it would be hard for us to hit if we were just taking kind of a normal swing. 
I'm going to say they miss it more than they make it. A lot of them do. The, the men especially. The women are a lot more consistent. They hit it a long way. Sure. But, but they don't miss the grid a bunch. The men, we saw two or three guys that went through their eight shots and didn't hit the grid once. And then the guy that was up after them, all they had to do was just hit one in the grid to advance. And, and so they would take – Right. They would take out like a normal length driver like we would use and just kind of hit it – I just feather it out there about 330. <laughs> I don't think I got it. See, what's your go-to shot when you yeah. got to get it in the fairway? I, just, I half swing it. I just feathered it. Right. They, they just get out there and just I – mean, just a little baby cut about 325 or 330, no problem, you know. But. Okay, so the average swing speed on tour is about – 110. No, maybe, maybe a 115. Higher. Maybe yeah, 115. I would say it's probably around there. Yeah, 115. If you get to the one high 120s, Cameron Champ, even Tiger this year got it to 126, 127. That's pretty stout. So uh, Kyle Berkshire would get it up to 150 miles an hour for swing speed. Is it basically eight yards for every mile an hour you improve? I've heard that. Might be three. Three miles, three yards. I'm not sure. It's, it's somewhere in that range, but so 150 miles an hour. The average, the average ball speed on tour is like 168 miles per hour. So he's swinging almost as fast as the the tour guys are hitting their golf balls. But remember, the, the, those guys are more into accuracy. Yep. His ball speed. Eli, what did it max at? A 220? Uh, 221? Two, 228. He, hold, <laughs> he holds the record for the, the highest ball speed on the, the World Long Drive Tour. 228 mile per hour ball speed. And he has hit, in competition, a 492-yard drive. Good Lord. So Craig and I played with a, a guy back in the day that was, he was a young kid. I wish I remember his he name. He was 16 or 17 when we played with him. He had to have a chaperone because he couldn't rent a, a hotel room by right. himself or get rent a car or anything like that and he was he was in the mix we played around with him and the first three holes he couldn't keep it on the course i mean he would just rear back but yep. then he started dialing in and i don't think we had more than a flip wedge on every par five yep every par five and fred couples te- uh tweeted the other day when he watched uh watched berkshire uh hit this amazing golf shots. He goes, if I could hit as long as this guy, I would never lose a tournament. Even now, I would beat everybody on the PGA Tour, everybody on the Senior Tour, European. Doesn't matter. There's no tour that would hold me back because I would just be I would just be hitting wedges. Eli, how was the crowd out there? You know, I, I was telling Rick when I came in the other day, it's, it reminds me a lot of the mixed martial arts contingent a lot of the people that are there are either relatives close friends other competitors coaches it's very incestuous almost because the people you look around they all know each other and all the wives are hanging out together and all the coaches are hanging out together and so the crowd was interesting they had a lot of family friends but I would say there were probably I don't know maybe five or six hundred people there that looked like they had they were like me that had shown up to So this is clearly a made-for-TV event. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the actual venue itself, I mean, they just have stands that are kind of constructed in a horseshoe around where the competitors are hitting. And then, you know, really the only thing you're doing is watching them and then everyone immediately looks up at the big jumbo screen to see where the ball's going. Because balls? Yes. <laughs> they hit it so far that it's basically out of your field of vision after about, 
three seconds. I was just going to ask you that. How quickly does that ball disappear? Pretty quick. And especially when they're under the lights like that, the light kind of washes everything out, even though they're using these nuclear green vulvic golf balls. Right. They're still really tough to see once they get, you know, maybe 150, 200 yards off the tee, which for those guys takes about half a second. They don't, uh, they don't have the gallery. They don't have the ability to see a pro tracer, do they? Yes, they, 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 they have the actual television broadcast oh, okay. up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, oh, okay, so, good. And, and a lot of those guys were saying that they were having a hard time seeing their tee shots. So if you were watching the telecast, if the camera was focused on them, as soon as they would hit, they would immediately look up to the screen to see where it was going because that's how they were determining if they were missing it right or left. And I mean, obviously you have some concept of whether you felt like, oh, well, I hit a slice on that one or that was a hook or – but most of them would look directly up at the screen to see, A, where it was going, and B, it immediately pops up what the ball speed is, the spin rate, and all that stuff. And those guys, they're so dialed in, they know that if the spin rate is 2,800, that that's not going to carry as far as one that has a you know 2,900, 3,100 spin rate. So Yeah, Art Selger was talking about that. Yeah, it's, a lot of the competitors would look up, or even the, the guys that were in the VIP that were competitors that had been eliminated, as soon as someone would hit, they would look up at the Jumbotron, and you could hear them going, oh, 2,800, that's not going to get it done, talking about the spin rate. So. Are you too good for your home? It's, uh, it's pretty wild, and, and the fact that there was – I was telling Craig about this when the Kyle Berkshire hit his winning shot so you have eight, you have eight uh, attempts, and you got to do within two and a half minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. <clears throat> so you're ready. So he hits his ball, he poses at the crowd because he knows he nutted it, right? And then immediately he goes to to peg another ball on the ground, and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally, the the distance gets posted. So his hang time on that was like nine seconds. Yeah, I was I was watching him warming up on the range, and I was trying to count in my head from impact until the ball landed. It was daytime at this point, so it was still a little bit easier to see where they were coming down. And there were two or three that I counted that were close to ten seconds in the air. <laughs> okay, so when they're warm, when they're warming up, are they anywhere like us? Do they they warm up warm up like this with a seven iron? Do they have any irons in their bag or? Are they warming up with a driver? It's a really good question, and I was wondering the exact same thing, and we watched probably 20 or 25 of these people over the course of a couple of days, and some of them will bring their entire bag out there where they have wedges, and and you'll see guys that that warm up just like we would if we were going to go play around. They'll start with a a sand wedge and hit a few and then work their way Mm -hmm. up to like a 7 or 8 iron, and I I promise you, you'll never see – guys that hit the ball so pure with a driver that hit more shanks with irons in your life. I mean, I saw one guy that, I mean, he must have chili dipped seven straight wedges. And then, of course, you know, after about 15 minutes of doing that, he pulls out the driver and starts mangling these things like 400 yards. But, I mean, it looked like the guy couldn't play a lick. I mean, he'd probably hit it 450 every time but couldn't break 90. What's the first thing everybody always asks when you see a long driver? Well, can he play golf or is he just a one-note band you know oh, and, and, and i didn't get to see this guy putt i mean there's no telling what a mess that was but yeah, good lord his hang time was 10 seconds on a putt too <laughs> might find one guy i'm better a better putter than hey so what was the purse for this 
Uh, I think the winner got one hundred and fifty. One twenty five. At one twenty five. Okay. Yeah, that's the, what the winner got. And, and okay. w- real quick, uh, I know you guys got to go to break, but Craig, just to answer, finish answering your question. A lot of the guys will work their way through a bag and, and hit several different clubs to warm up. Berkshire's the only one that doesn't do that. He just hits about maybe ten to twelve flat footed drivers, just normal warm up drivers, and then he'll start you know doing the little rock thing and hitting you know full throttle competition swing speed drivers but we asked him why he did that and he said because he doesn't want the club to touch the ground he doesn't want to have you know hit anything where he's hitting the club into the ground like a wedge or a seven iron or whatever but he was the only guy we saw that just exclusively hit drivers when he was warming up the rest of the guys hit other stuff first okay so real quick the 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 guy on tour with the longest average hang time you'll never guess on the pga tour yeah never guess Jordan Spieth. No way. Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> 7.2 seconds is his average average hang time. It's huh. pretty good. Keegan Bradley, Cameron Davis, Phil Mickelson, Cameron Tringali. Not the, the top, top five. Not the top distance, guys. No. Well, they tend to hit more bullets. Yeah. You know, they hit the, the low ones. So the last thing about this Kyle Berkshire that I thought was interesting, and we'll see how long he lasts. Um, Eli was telling me he hits like 1,000 balls a day. Yeah. At full tilt. And they're all drivers. Yeah. Yes, and and right, and maybe about mm, 5% of those are just kind of, oh, ho-hum, I'm just trying to get loose. And then after that, I mean, it's he's swinging the same swing speed that he does in competition for probably 90% of those warm-up How long shots. does it take to hit 1,000 golf balls? A long time. Well, I, I don't know. How many, golf are in a, how many balls are in a bucket? Mm, a large bucket, I would guess probably 75. Okay, and that takes me about, unless you're, Machine gunning it probably takes about an hour, hour and a half, maybe less than probably you do it. an hour. Yeah, probably yeah. an hour. So you're talking about it's it's a ten hour day. Yeah, swinging miles. full tilt. I don't believe it. Well, okay. I don't, there's no way he hits a thousand balls a day. Eight fifty five on Sports Radio thirteen ten ninety six seven. The ticket. We are at the greatness of classic BMW Day, Spring Creek Parkway, in the Tollway, and it's officially started because Eric Moss is here. So, I'm not sure you can buy that car behind you anymore. Eric was inspecting it very closely. I love that car. I love that M three forty i. Okay, up next. Are all golf balls made the same? Mm, not so sure. We'll talk about that next. Tribute golf course. And uh, Old American bring you this segment. We are at the greatness of classic BMW Day, Spring Creek Parkway. Hey, when's the, LP- when's the LPGA event? Yeah, in October. I thought it was like now. I don't think so. Not Soon. Well. Don't ask questions. Research it. Online? Yeah, like uh, a former host used to. George, help me. All right, 910, we'll get into where Craig's going next week. He says he'll, he's looking forward. He says, I'll hate it. And then at 930... We can thank golf for another technological advancement that I saw during the football game Thursday night. And I have another health tip. Last one was Man, I'm... about uh, taking a cold shower the last minute or so from your shower. And uh, a lot of people have tried that, by the way. And then I got another one for you. September 30th. Okay, so the Starts. end of the month. All right. End of the month. So it's At almost American, October. The LPGA. It's good stuff. They're fun to watch, believe me. All right, so uh, one of the issues that, uh, you know, we got into club testing for drivers and are they within the legal limits and all that. Well, there's a website called MyGolfSpy.com. He does a lot of equipment testing. That's his bit. And he seems to have a pretty good following. That one and GolfWRX, they, they are, they're two really good follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to dive down the, the 
forum rabbit hole, yeah. go to Golf WRX, or maybe it's just called Golf Works. But, um, excuse me, they uh, they get knee deep into yeah. equipment. So so does my golf spy. So he came. He was the one that came out with a year ago, two years, probably two years ago, that he found. He thought his results showed that the Kirkland golf ball from Costco was as good as a Pro V one, which it's not. It's not. But, it's just dispelling rumors. It is not. But, but for the money. It's not horrible. The Snell golf ball, the uh, Vice golf ball, these encore off. They're brand. all they're all old patents. I had this argument with a guy who I played with at Phoenix yesterday. Okay, they're all the the patents that expired from okay um, the the Pro V one from yeah. nineteen ninety nine or whenever it first came out two thousand. Yep. So it's but here's the thing, Titleist advances that golf ball every two years and right. the technology is much better so it's a decent ball it's not but it's like driving a 2000 bmw mm-hmm. it's a difference between the 2000 bmw versus the current one it's the same thing it's technology there's it, it's a difference but they're decent golf balls for the price yeah for the price i mean kurt i think costco was selling two dozen for 25 bucks versus one dozen pro v's for 49 or 45 whatever it is these days so that caused a a run on those golf balls at Costco. They couldn't keep right. them in stock because we're all lemmings. We're all, you know, we yep. just follow the leader. And So this week, I, I reposted it on Twitter, at Arnett Rick. They posted a, they sawed a, a Callaway Chrome Soft in half. And if you look at the core on the inside, it is decidedly off-center. I mean, it's bad. Now, the question is, how much does that affect anything? I don't know. I don't know. Now, if you're hitting like Kyle Berkshire and you're hitting 221 ball speed, uh, probably affects it a lot. Mm-hmm. But And there's got to be some wobble in it, I would imagine. Now, back in the day when, when Ben Hogan and Nicholas were playing, golf balls sucked. Mm-hmm. They were horrible. Um, I think Hogan would float his in the bathtub. So they're they, not going to float. Yeah, but they, he did something with him. He... Um, Figured out that it had to be a, a, a perfect perfect round, perfect center, and the same thing with Nicholas. Nicholas said they said Nicholas could have won maybe ten more majors if he would have played really good equipment. He played not good equipment. Mm-hmm. Didn't do so well. So obviously Callaway gets a whiff of this, and Chip Brewer, who we know, the CEO, does the right thing. He goes, Ooh, that's not so good. So they <laughs> so <laughs> So what they did is they pledged. 50, <laughs> wow, that was so funny! But the way he did that was funny to me. Fifty million dollars to their quality control. Okay, so that's a good thing. It's like when Johnson and Johnson had the Tylenol scare and everything. You don't hide. You you meet your yeah your issue full on and you address it and people go okay. So now that um, Golf WRX um, did a ball study, really comprehensive ball study, about six months ago. Okay. And they came out that four balls were superior to everything else, and mm-hmm. Callaway ball didn't make it. Right. And that was a I was probably a head scratcher that somebody, and maybe it's because of this. Pro V, I think a Bridgestone was one. And it was a Pro V, one of the Bridgestones, and both of the uh, one of the Strix, both of the Strixons, both the Pro Vs, and the Bridgestone. I think one of the Bridgestones were. Yeah, something like it. that. Yeah, <laughs> you got me confused. But it wasn't of the big balls. Taylor made one in it, and Callaway right. wasn't in it. Yeah. So. I guess it depends. Uh, is um, when you hear something, does that make it reality? I mean, if you and if you don't know if you have a good ball, I don't know how many they tested. 
That's the one thing I don't know. How many right. did they saw in half before they found one? Or did they find multiple ones? Right. I don't know. So the sample size makes a difference. But when it's there in black and white or in full color, you kind of right. go, eh, well, right. yeah, maybe they need to get their act together a little bit more. Because I always liked them. <laughs> I did. and yep. I. But I guess if somebody told me, you know, those Chrome Softs have issues, I wonder if I would keep using them. I don't know. I guess if I depends how serious I was when playing, how many, how much I wanted to score. Anyway, so there you go. So if you have Chrome Softs, I'd probably still continue to use them. Saw one and a half for, for grins, just to see. I'm betting it's probably right in center. But uh, since they found one, um, yeah, who knows? All right, it is a 9.09 on a Saturday morning, September 7th, first Saturday of the month. That means we're at Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway in the Tollway. We know because we're talking to their chief domo, Eric Moss, sitting right here with us. And come out here and get the, the brand-new M340i's here. If you want a three-row SUV, the X7 is here. they got the brand-new um, 7 Series. They have convertibles. They have competition M5s. These colors, Eric, are awesome. They really are pretty cool. So come out here today. It's, it's car porn. It's as simple as that. It's car porn that you won't get slapped for. Uh, so check it out, Spring Creek Parkway and the Tollway. All right, up next, Craig says he's going to do something next week that he's looking forward to that I'll probably hate. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> next on the ticket. Good morning. You're listening to the Tee Box. That's Rick. Oh, I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarden. I'm somewhere here at Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway and the Tollway. We'll be here till 10 o'clock today in some shape or another. 9.30, how uh, I think football should give a thanks to golf for some technology that I saw on Thursday. It was pretty cool. And I think I have another health tip that I'm trying right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it, but I want to try it. And huh. it supposedly has some really good benefits, what I read, so we'll see. Okay, but first we have some weather uh, sponsored by IdealGolfer.com. And back there, anybody? Jay? No, okay. sir. All right, so here's what's cool about the weather. So today, allegedly, will be the last 100-degree predicted day of the year. What's tomorrow? 99. Then it goes in the low 90s. And then the third week, fourth week, you're starting to get in the 80s and the 70s. And by Sunday, September 29th, you'll be in the high 70s, which I think is perfect. Man, I don't want the summer to end. But it's been fun. It hasn't rained like in two months. That is good. That fun. has been good. As bad as our spring was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, golf uh, golf courses here need a break. They need to have good weather for the rest of the year. And I'll uh, I'll see if I can grant that for them. See All right. I, see what I can do. Uh, okay, so without further ado, this is our segment where we talk about anything but golf. And uh, Craig is be gone next week. I will not be here. Nope. Mystery guest will be in your place. And, you know, my life has changed. I think your life has changed a little bit, too. Since our kids have gone, mm-hmm. you know, my wife was a mom. Mm-hmm. She was a mom first, and she um, she was a great one. But all of a sudden, the kids are gone. Now it's time to have fun. Right. And we do. We, we go out every week. We do something every weekend. Mm-hmm. And boy, if we don't have something to do Friday and Saturday night, she is on my ass. Mm-hmm. And so we've done some things that we would have never done or never thought we would do. 
and we're just keeping adding to the bucket list. Okay. So one of the things that my wife has never done, she went to college at the University of Rochester. Rochester. Division three school, really high academic. She's a smart kid. Mm. And I was in grad school there when, when, uh, when I met her. And But it's University of Rochester, the Yellow Jackets, Division three school. My wife has never been to a real college football game. At Rochester or anywhere? Anywhere. Oh, okay. I bet she probably maybe have gone to a Rochester football game. Sure. But that's not a. You that's not so. going to a real live big boy. I know. Football. It game. looks more like high school. So next weekend we're going to Athens, Georgia. Oh. And we're gonna go see University of Georgia football game. Real. Low. We're gonna tailgate all day. Nice. We're gonna go, kind of walk around the campus, show her. Where I went to school, <laughs> and go to the game, and Who's do playing? all the things. They are playing the well-respected and <laughs> well, dude. It's her first game. I'm not going to spend all the money to go watch, watch them lose. Watch them play Notre Dame. Right. We're going to see the old Red Devils of Arkansas State. Arkansas State. <laughs> it's so. Hey. It is high school. Is that is that your homecoming? I just came back from there. Did you? Yes. Is that your they homecoming? Lost, yes, they lost to SMU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your homecoming game? No. Because that's got to be a guaranteed win. That's that's what you put the patsies up on homecoming. Yeah. But it'll, you know what? If she comes back, she's spent the last two weeks trying to figure out what to wear. I taped the Georgia game last week when they played mm-hmm. so she could see what people were wearing in the stands. And Do I need to wear that? Do I need to wear that? Just wear red. Right. Everybody's going to wear red. You'll be fine. I don't have a problem with that. I, I think I would do that if I uh, – see, I went to NAU, so that was a, a Division two at the time, Division one AA, whatever it was. So we'd get, you know, 20000 By the way, like every time you go to Phoenix, I think about you and I think about taking a picture of it. Hmm. When you are going down the baggage claim or just leaving the airport after you get out of your plane, go down. Mm-hmm. You go down, and you now have that big giant billboard sitting right when you're going down the yes. escalator. Yes, it's NAU nice. sports. Come to NAU, and I always think about taking a picture of it. Like, ha ha. Go for skiing. Well, if you want to hit the ball farther and you ever hit it before, go play golf up there because it's always it's at least a mile up. But that's actually pretty cool. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna leave Friday and. Kind of do a little Atlanta sightseeing, shopping, and do mm-hmm. whatever, and hang out with my Your roommate, roommate from college. Yeah, good. And then uh, the game starts at noon, and he is Chuck has already told me we are in the car by seven thirty. Hell yeah, for tailgating. Yeah, I'm surprised you're I'm not, not going to go there the night before. I'm not that big of a drinker. I'm not sure. What are you doing for four hours? Eat. You'll eat. I'll eat. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'll eat. So you'll eat for five hours. Trust me. So. <laughs> That's not a problem. Especially if I had paid for it. Yeah, I was going to say, free food <laughs> doesn't even have to be good. Yeah, I've been to a few tailgates, and they're they're really fun. I If I have a regret is uh, I didn't do more of that because I really enjoyed it. When when my daughter went to Arkansas, we'd go to two or three games a year, and it was, it was a blast. It really was. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. I think she'll really like it. I think she'll like the atmosphere. It's different than pros. But it, I'm she's not a diehard Georgia fan, so... I mean, she I went care. there. Actually, my, our money didn't go there. It went right. elsewhere. Right. 
So I'm not sure she's going to go, wow, I'm, I'm now a, you know, converted I, Georgia fan. I think you should do this. I think you should go to a Georgia game, then go to a Rochester game. <laughs> Why would Maybe go to the Rochester game time? first. Why would I waste my time doing that? No, I think she'll have a great time. Yeah, because it's, it's – I don't even know how to describe the difference between a, a, a pro, like an NFL tailgate versus a college tailgate. I think ta- college tailgates are more fun, I think. Oh, I think it just 100%. depends what you're into. Right? I don't know. I've been to I've been to some cowboy tailgates and they're they're not bad. I've never been to a cowboy tailgate. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I've gone to cowboy games, but I've never tailgated for a cowboy game. I think the college ones are a little more fun because there's there's more school spirit tied to it. Yeah. Which can get annoying. Yeah. Like if you go to A and M, that's annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it's still a fun time. You get caught up in the atmosphere. Yeah. You really do. And yeah, so I think it'd be you know, it'll be a long day. That's for all right. Us. You know, we'll wilt yeah. after a while. But maybe we can leave early because we are playing Arkansas State. Where'd you get your tickets from since my, you're an alumni? My roommate Oh, okay. from college. He said, uh, he said, what game do you want to go to? I said, September 14th. He goes, oh, I can do that. Yeah, it's, it's a Arkansas high school State. game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask for Notre Dame or the week after, I think, is Tennessee. Or Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee or, might not be as good as Arkansas State these yeah. days, so I wouldn't worry about that. Well, good for you. Yeah. No, I think that's cool. I I would not begrudge that. I would not turn that down. I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, really good. So good job. All I'm right. actually surprised. I thought you'd go the other way with that. Nope. Nope. No, I I actually like them. I I again, I should have done more of them. But uh, I always wonder how much those guys spend. So you have to have an RV. Then. These people put out amazing spreads. I mean, just ungodly mm-hmm. spreads. And they do that, well, they, there's six, maybe six home games a year for college. Yeah. And there'll be eight for the pros. And if some go to both. Well, I can they tell travel. you, Chuck, that at the point, there was a point where I mean, he bought a huge house. He was very house poor. Uh-huh. The only thing he, the only social thing he did in his life was go, was buying the Georgia tickets and going to the Georgia games. Yeah. Said it's it's and a, so he went a to every game. he went to everything he went to the away game he didn't go to the away games if we were playing Notre Dame or right. or Ohio State or something like that but SEC he went to he traveled to every game so uh, the one I was thinking I thought you were gonna say we we're gonna I'm, I got tickets but we're going to Georgia Florida all right so we have two new friends who are diehard Florida fans that's the one to go to and my son went to Jacksonville what do they call that. What they the call it something. world's greatest outdoor cocktail party. There you go. <laughs> don't laugh. It is. No, I've heard don't, that. Don't judge until you've been. I've heard it. Really funny. So I, um, my junior year, I, I broke my ankle the Friday, the Thursday before, Thursday or Friday before, the Georgia Florida game. Mm-hmm. And I had that surgery on it, so I'm in there, and the, and the uh, orthopedic came in and says, "Yep, got to go in, got to put a pin in it, got to, you know, da da da." So he came in Friday and did the surgery real quick. Saturday morning, I woke up in pain, and there's not a damn person in the entire hospital. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. There's a 97 year old nurse coming in just because nobody else will take it because there's <laughs> nobody there, and that's when we were really good. That would be interesting. So you go to that, go to this game with Arkansas State, and then one year go go to that one. I think you'll be blown away. If she's into it, I there's no question I would do it. I bet you will. I bet you will. All right, nine twenty seven on the ticket. T box out at Classic BMW today, Spring Creek Parkway in the Tollway. People filtering in, looking and drooling over the uh, 
the array of cars out here, which are really incredible. You know what I need? Hmm. I need another cup of that awesome coffee. I think you will. I think you should. All right, up next, what the uh, what the NFL should thank the PGA Tour for, and I might have another health hint to give you. We'll oh, talk Lord. about that next. 9.35, Sports Radio 1310, 96.7, the ticket. you got the tee box. Been doing this for the last 25 years. Rick and Craig, we're at Classic BMW today, Spring Creek Parkway on the tollway. We'll mix with Country Force here in just a smidge. I have a, a new show to recommend to you guys, and I'm knee-deep in it. Um, so, but first. So last Thursday, I tweeted this on Go to my Twitter feed, at Arnett Rick. So I'm watching the game on Thursday, a horrible game. It was uh, Bears and Packers, horrible. But the the intrigue was the first time Chicago had to try and kick a field goal because they've had the worst kickers in the history of ever, right? They even even, uh, allegedly auditioned Carly Lloyd. They were thinking about (laughs) getting her the soccer player. So this guy gets up there and he nails it. So I said, okay, that's pretty cool. So I'm looking at this and now and they put a, a pro tracer on the kick. Which I thought, okay, looking at it from the from the tracer part, I was like, eh, it was alright. I mm-hmm. you can see a football, mm-hmm. you know. But what was cool about it, it had the distance and it also had how how long the kick would have been good from. So whenever you hear the announcers, oh, right. that would have been good from 70, he kicked it. And it was above the uprights, and it was a 62-yard kick and all that stuff. And I thought, all right, I'm into that. That was kind of cool. And I don't think they've – this first time I think they've unveiled that. And the last year they did it. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it at the end of last year. Okay. And I was like, wow, that's really cool because mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, I wonder. And I wonder if the kickers keep an eye on that. Uh, I would think so because – Although now it's not conjecture anymore. Now it's right there in black and white. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if they look at their ball speed and their... So I'm thinking, I wonder what a really good ball speed is. Okay, so Kyle Berkshire can hit a golf ball 221 miles an hour. 228. What was the one you posted? 68. It it said it'd be good from... uh... Well, the ball speed was 68 miles an hour. Right. Which doesn't sound... Here's the thing. So you're saying you can kick a ball that's going to be slower. I got to think a, a a really strong-armed NFL quarterback could throw a, a football faster than 68 miles an hour. Yeah. So, but when you hit something, it should be go faster, right? You would think. No. I do because it's going this way. Yeah. yeah. Everybody on the radio, everybody listening can see what I'm doing right now, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I don't know because uh, the, you know, they have exit velocity. That's the big thing in baseball now. Right. And they're always faster than the fastest pitcher can throw a ball. Mm-hmm. So I think when you hit something, it's got to be faster than throwing it. So I, but I, I got to admit that I got to think that a, a good, like John Elway, when they, Brett Favre, when they used to throw uh, balls to the receivers, the the little star at the end of the football would put an inch yep. in, their, in their chest. Then they had apex, so it was forty feet high at, at its top at its top line there, and it was said it would have been good from fifty-seven. Yep. So I don't know. I thought that was really cool. 
I think we need more of that stuff. We don't need the green, uh, the green grid where how long they have to go for a first down. But we have the line. Yeah, we don't need any of that stuff. But kudos to golf. I think I think golf figured that part out, and uh, and the NFL glommed onto it. So there you go. All right. So I'm reading this thing the other day. This is, comes to the the health part of the show. And was it last week? No, a few weeks ago. Two weeks talked ago. About, yeah, t- talking about at the end of your shower. You don't start off that way. But at the end of your shower, you put it on cold for 30 seconds to a minute. You still doing that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I find it invigorating. Does it last all day? No. But it, it I don't know. I, I think the other thing, too, is it helps you to prevent continuing to sweat. Because if I'm working out in the yard and all that and I go take a shower... I'm still kind of sweating. You know, you really got to cool down for a while. This this helps that. It closes your pores, makes your skin feel better, and I suppose it makes your hair better. I don't know. But I liked it. It made me more awake when I – made me more refreshed. Good How about you. that? I hate being cold. I know you do. Such a baby. I'm not a baby. I know what I like. And I don't like being cold. So the next one I see this week – or not this week. I, this started before September. See what happens if you drink nothing but water for 30 days. It's going to be tough for me. You notice I didn't have coffee this morning. You did not. Nope. I haven't had coffee all week. And it started on the 1st, and I haven't had any soft drinks, haven't had any beer yet. Alcohol? Any alcohol? Well, that would be beer. Well, there's other alcohol. Yeah, no, I would not. No, I, if I was gonna if I was gonna cheat, it'd be with beer, because um, there's a lot of water in beer, right? So these are the things supposedly that they say will help you improve. It helps weight loss, because the more water you drink, the less hungry you are, the more full you are. Okay, so this is saying you do okay. thirty days. Let's stop stop for one second. What site is this on? It's a bunch of them. You Google it. They you said what what am I going to get out of this for thirty days if I drink water, only water for thirty days? It's on. It's Not on more li- more than you have been drinking. Just whatever you're drinking now, replace it with water. Yes. Because I, I can't imagine there's a difference that much of a difference between iced tea and regular water. Well, there's caffeine and tea. It's still the same liquid. They say it's the best detox. You will not be you'll. Again, your body is like 97% water, and your brain uses a lot of it. So if you 67% are... 67% water. It, it's only that? Yeah. You look really like you look assured sure. on that. Why don't you look that up, Kern, because I don't he feel like He looks very it. sure. Yeah. I'm going to say he's wrong, because he looks way too sure, and that's when usually he's the most wrong. <laughs> okay, so it's a great detox. It helps your digestion, so you'll be... You'll be whatever issues you're having with that, mm-hmm. that'll be better. Sixty percent of the body is water. Sixty. You're okay. welcome. And Go, okay, well, you're close. The brain and heart is composed of seventy-three percent water. Mm-hmm. There you go. Average the two out. Mm-hmm. I think it's right at sixty-seven. Keeps your blood flowing. Keeps your blood thinner. So here's the thing: if you're thirsty, you're already you're already dehydrated. <coughs> So you just drink water all day. Said it makes you smarter. If you drink the right amount of water, your brain power may go up 30%. I haven't seen any change in you, FYI. In seven days? No. Well, maybe it takes the whole 30. 
<laughs> Makes your bones stronger as well. Clears up your skin, and you will look younger and will help keep your uh, stroke away. Because I guess a lot of that has to do with dehydration and while well, your blood thickens up if you don't drink enough water. Helps joint problems. So I'm thinking, you know what? Now today might be a little tough. Have family in town. We usually have a good time. I don't have to pop a couple of cold ones. But, um, and here's the, here's, the, here's the tough part. I read some really good benefits about coffee, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's my whole mantra of everything in moderation, including moderation. The problem with coffee, in my mind, a caffeine in moderation is okay. The problem with coffee is what, it, what you put in it. Oh, yeah. If it's not black. Yeah. See, and I put almond milk. So, so I think better that's bad a choice. fallacy, too. What? This, What's fallacy? This, I, I, what is almond milk? Almond milk is almond juice. Can they you milk take an almond? almonds and they juice it. They don't. They don't? No. What do and they do? There is no juice in an almond at all. They crush the almonds out and they mix it with water. And they mixed it. To, so it's really not okay, so. almond milk. It's almonds that are mixed in with grunt and mixed in with water. Okay, so it's they call it almond milk, but it's so it's not. But it's still, I I don't mind it. I like it. I mean, there's hardly any calories in it. There's hardly any. There's no cholesterol. I'll 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 even have it with cereal. Craig is so sure today. Look at him. Self assured. Yeah, I don't know about that. You would think that he's been drinking the water. Yeah, no, no chance. Um, so anyway, I'm giving it a shot. We'll see after 30 days. Uh, yeah, t- today will be tough. I, I don't think it's going to be all or nothing. I'll have some pops. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably stay away from the, the other stuff. I'm interested. I want to do it with you. Okay. Yeah. Start now. Yeah. I will. Okay. It's not the toughest thing I, I think. I will with, watch you guys. I think the toughest part with water is – is quite honestly, every once in a while you need something carbonated. Every once in a while you need something with a little bit of taste. And I guess you could put those those flavors in there. I guess. I think that if you get used, you can get used to anything. I do. Well, they say. Remember, we did the detox three yep. weeks. Yep. Changes your uh, yep. Changes your chemistry and your your mind. I can see it. Change behavior it takes twenty one yeah. days to change a behavior. Yeah. So I haven't minded Look it. Look that yet. up, Kern. Yeah, Kern's going to be our. <laughs> He's going to be our <laughs> chief researcher. <laughs> Boy. All right. So enough of that. So give it a shot. Tell me what you think. But, uh, yeah, you do, go, you do go more. But you also go clear. That's another good thing, too. So remember, I've had kidney stones twice. So that it can't be a, a hindrance to that. One of the guys who I play golf with on a regular basis has had kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And he will drink. He brings a jug. Every round of golf. Right. And he will not finish. He will not. He, he will make sure that jug is gone before the round of golf is, is over. He's like, I've had kidney stones. I'm never going to have one again. They're the worst. They say it's even from female nurses say it's worse than childbirth. So I, I, I have to agree with that because I have never given birth. No. At least a child. <laughs> All right. It is a 9.48 on the ticket. Let's talk to Country Force next as we broadcast from Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Toy.
Well, I hope you enjoyed today's presentation. We we had a fun time doing it out here. Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Tollway. Check out the brand new M340i. Fast. It's got some good bark on its exhaust. When you downshift, it is fun. And then they have the brand new, first time ever, three-row SUV, the X7. And they have every car and SUV in between those two that you can come out here for your viewing pleasure. Uh, let's see. I want to thank the staff out here at Classic for their hospitality. Kern out of your engineering, as always, doing such a fine job. And now he's our chief researcher. <laughs> Back at the station, Jay King opening up with uh, some good good salvos against us. Or just <laughs> I look forward to that. I look forward to that every week, Jay. And every time I say something now, I go, it's probably going to be on there. Yep. It's, I stay in your head now. There you go. I like that. Rent free. And Ryan Medellin doing tickers twice an hour. Next week we will be, I will be, and a mystery guest will be at Castle Hills Country Club next week. Oh, yeah, I won't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So, look forward Does to Ryan that. Ryan Medellin know anything about golf? I'm a big golfer. You know this. I guess he doesn't. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Don't take it personally. No, I love golf. I haven't picked up a club, though, since I started working here. Because the weekends are usually my uh, busy time, but hey, you know. Hey, before well, we, let's bring on Country Force because one thing I asked Jay is we, I want to play the emergency break because it wasn't what Craig misspoke. It's what he did after that that really? cracked me up. Yeah, Can you play that. We bring in Ty and Eli. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hello, hello. Yes, yeah, so it was a very uh, quick uh, loss of. Memory or something for Craig, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's bring that up. And candidate number two, he is back from the Saturday morning tea box. It's Craig Rosengarden when they were having sprinkler talk. And their sprinklers come on in the middle of the day. And those are the, that's when you see the geysers. Yeah. Because nobody – because I, I, I think I had my sprinklers on at like 3.45 in the morning, something like that, 3.45, 4 yeah. o'clock. So I'm not going to see that no. typically – when I had my old house and had a had a real sprinkler system, I checked it every month. Mm-hmm. I would just one Saturday a month, I would just manually Turn start uh-huh. it just to, for one minute every station just to make sure. Because that was my biggest fear is to have some sort of geezer, geyser. Mm-hmm. Geyser. Geyser. Geyser's an old guy. Geyser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is he an old guy? Uh-huh. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> Speaking of geezers. That's like 10 <laughs> seconds. You know Boy, yeah. That was so quick. Jesus. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. The train yeah. of thought was off in like 10 seconds. Yeah, wow. the rails were off. They say goldfish have a memory of three seconds. <laughs> anyway, it's a gift that keeps on giving. That didn't win? No, it, it did not. No, it did not. And I think we may already have one for next week as well. With oh, yesterday. Yes, yesterday's the, hard line. They had oh all kinds of Good remote God. issues. What a oh, what an S show that was yesterday. Boy, you want to hear Dark Danny? Oh, have, he, some, have some engineering issues woo. occur during his show. Yeah, he, he had the gun pointed towards the engineer yes, pretty pretty good. Did. Danny's already gets frustrated with a lot of our road shows because – there's always a bit of a delay. A bit of a delay. Mm-hmm. Y- yes. So he's, so he's always, when he's trying to contribute something, 
he he can hear himself down line, and he, and then he finally goes, I'm, okay, I'm done. I'm not talking anymore. You know, so he's already got that going, and then th- that happened. Oh God, he was he was not happy. Yeah, and the sad thing is, the hard line does more remotes than anybody. Yes. So he's got to he's got to deal with that all the time. And the best part of yesterday was at the very end when like the the engineer thought we were off but they were still on they couldn't hear us and then danny's ready to go to break and he he says okay well we're gonna hand out the engineer of the year award coming Mm -hmm. up next (laughs) and they go to break (laughs) oh danny yeah he can be dark cloud danny i'll tell you He's got but I understand. I understand the frustration. I mean, it, it happens, man. Well, that's not being much of a team player, is it? No. And, and, you know, it's not like the engineer is doing it on purpose. No. So that's the part. I always look at intent. He used to do it when it was the orphanage before us, um, after us. Really? Hmm. Well, at least he's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, how many more Diamond Talks we got? Ah, uh, boy. Yeah, probably <laughs> – uh, the Rangers are still playing. Yeah, they are. Could be worse. You could be you could be doing a diamond talk for the Orioles. Ugh, yeah. Uh, I would say I think we've got about seven or eight left, something like that. Here's an interesting stat I, I saw the other day. So the Dodgers just broke the all-time National League record for most home runs in a season. But the ball's not Two, juiced. But, uh, for, with 250. So I'm thinking, okay, so having a DH in the American League, how much does that equate to more yeah. home runs? So the Yankees just broke their own record from last year. Now, if you guys know this, don't say I'm going to have to see if Craig can guess. I'm going to say 275. 268. So it's 18 home runs different yeah. for a DH for a, about right. that many games, though? About right. Versus a pitcher hitting? I, yeah. I, I thought it was a, light. You're talking about another guy who's going to have 20 home runs. I'm just thinking that's light. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. But... I digress. Right, so the country force has now become a hot show. Oh, we're I'm so hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're steaming. Uh, sports like people it. just can't wait to book us. I mean, we're. So, I think we're booked up through, like, maybe, what, <laughs> next May or so? <laughs> yeah. For remotes. Any hot bitches. <laughs> well, yes, right, Danny. So, everywhere. <laughs> I know that you'll probably talk about this during the show, but I got things to do. I just want to hear two things. One. All right. How many carries is Zeke going to have this week? And okay. two, final score prediction for Sunday. Okay. Well, you know, they're they're kind of holding off saying if Zeke's going to be on a pitch count tomorrow, if they're going to – because, you know, he's still just kind of working himself back into game shape. He's but, a running back, Ty, not a pitcher. All right, let's do this. How about Idiot. an over-under? Yeah. You let's know do an I mean, over-under. Though. I'm going to say it's going to be 16. Oh, over. I think I think once you, you think get in, be over twenty, once you get in the heat of battle, if we, that we're talking total touches or just carries on the ground, carries. I'm going to say yeah. twenty-two carries, and I think he has about ninety yards. You know, uh, Bob Sturm had a really good stat that oh, every yeah. year he's played, his worst two games are the first two games of the year. Yeah, he ramps up for sure, and I think that's hmm. why Jerry was throwing out there before all this happened that they felt they felt good about their possibility of starting the year without him because their first two games actually three games are against teams that they've handled in the past so it's like his his average uh per game is like 64 the first two Mm -hmm. games and then after that's like 110 
for for yards and everything. It's pretty. So over under sixteen. You guys both are going the over on that. Yeah, yes. I, and I say over mainly because I feel like Dallas will probably be winning by fourteen to seventeen early in the fourth quarter, and they'll ride him just a little bit to try and chew up some clock, and he'll have two or three series in a row where he gets three carries. Okay, so did the spread change when uh, when he got signed? I think by uh, maybe a point or so. What what is the spread? I think it was last I saw it was seven and seven. A half. Yeah, I think it's right at the touchdown. Yeah. It's like the sounds second highest right. for this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think it was seven and a half. Okay, what's the over under for how long Eli plays? Eli, Eli Manning, Eli Manning, Craig, the quarterback oh. for the Giants. <laughs> oh different, different Eli. <laughs> <laughs> I got high. Thought <sighs> <laughs> you were telling a joke or something. Like, wait a minute. Uh, I it wound s- up being one. <laughs> well, there was a report out today from some uh, New York reporter. His sources through the Giants saying that Eli will continue to play as long as the Giants are in playoff contention, which means he'll play for about a half. So Daniel Jones will start tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) Daniel Jones will get – after the first series tomorrow, it'll be Daniel Jones. Are they that bad? Pretty bad. I mean, unless Saquon Barkley has the most transcendent season for the the history of the league (laughs) as a running back, they're going to be bad. Huh. Well, that's one team they don't have to worry about then, right? Yeah. You would think. I mean, I don't think they have much to worry about with Washington either. Their quarterback situation is kind of a garbage fire too. So outside and then of they, Philly, and then they play Miami, right? Yeah, Miami's week three. Yeah, and Miami's so, garbage. So outside of Philly, Sorry, the Sir NFC, their division is like the AFC East. Yeah, it should be. They should uh, have a pretty good run in the division this year. Mm-hmm. You would think, yeah. Notwithstanding, not, injuries notwithstanding. Yes, yes. It always comes down to that. Yeah. All right. So prediction for final score for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Cowboys win twenty four thirteen. Eli? Uh, I'm going to say 27-14. So they don't get above 30, huh? I figured they would roll on them. I feel like the playbook will be a little bit vanilla tomorrow, given that it's the opener, and they really aren't probably going to have to do a whole lot of razzle-dazzle to beat the Giants. I mean, it's still an NFL game, so, I mean, anything can happen. And if if they don't open up Zeke, because they're worried about, as Ty said, a pitch count, then it could be a little bit closer than people think. But, I mean, I still think Dallas probably covers that spread. Mm-hmm. I'd say be careful. Your two biggest stars on offense haven't been practicing at all. Are you calling it up? Is this going to be the upset of the week? I'm going to say I'm taking the seven and a half points. If oh, I were okay. wow. I'm not a gambler. Oof. So, <laughs> Boy, Eli Manning, oh, is, uh, well, he's just not very good. He's horrible. Yeah, Saquon Barkley's pretty good. Though. Yeah, he is, but da- Dallas has freak show linebackers, which helps. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm uh, I'll be glued. First game of the year because nobody's really played, and that's the other downside is everybody's knee jerking that since nobody's playing exhibition games, that the quality of of the and of the games are going to important for me is not the pregame show of the Cowboys on the tickets. It's the pre pregame show of the tickets. Well, that's right. Yes, yeah. because the that would be yes, pregame right. plus with myself so and Ryan Medlin. The pre pre pregame See, plus. You, you guys are moving up, and in the they world. call it's pregame plus because I'm plus size. So <laughs> See, and that's why Ryan <laughs> can afford a house on a on a weekend ticker salary. Yeah, yes. I wouldn't have done that if I didn't know this other stuff he's doing. He's weedling, inching his way into. Yes. Uh, 
higher status. Yeah, Sean Bass, look out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. He's an up-and-comer <laughs> around here, that old Ryan Medellin. I think they're just running out of people up here. Well, everybody's worried that they're gonna their head's going to end up on a fence post, and <laughs> if, if he doesn't start working his way up, you know, his cartel. <laughs> That's Medellin. true. He does have that going on. That's got to be By the, the way, uh, reason. Yesterday I was pleasantly surprised. I thought uh, George's mohawk didn't look half bad. It didn't look half good either. I was there. Well, he looks great. Wrong. You know I, what? If he cuts his hair shorter, though, I think it looks really good. Okay, the, let's not say really good. No, I mean, he cuts his hair rather than the, the fifth grade haircut he's had since <laughs> wow. the beginning of time. That's a wow, shot. That Poor George. Hard, that. Poor George. <laughs> George is just waking up. He knows and he's it. trying to recover from this mohawk thing. And he turns he on the tee it. box. and He knows it. No, I'm saying that it sometimes was, no, you have it, to have it, a drastic It wasn't change. as bad as go, I well, thought it so would bad. be. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it looked that bad at all. Plus, when he plays with the with the bird dogs, he, he'll have a big edge on him. So, so does he have to keep this yes. manicured yeah. the entire yes. time? Like he yeah. just can't start growing his hair back out now? It's no. got, it's got, so he's got to so go to the boardroom, like, what, once every two weeks to get this thing? The girl cutting his hair yeah. recommended once a week to come oh, get it maintenance. what a so. thrashing. <laughs> Good thing they have that membership there. You well, remember, get. he's got they, – they put a zero on him. I'm telling you, give me little nitro – over and <laughs> over, over the mohawk. Let's uh, little nitro. That was the yeah. uh, the, the gummy bear. Uh, the gummy bear. He ate Monday. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we gotta go, boys. <laughs> All right, buddy. Cowboy stuff. Deez. Next ticket. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus station.